I want you to tell me what the following things have in common. The Hollywood hooker, the menage a trois, and the fussy hussy. What do you think? Well, it's not what you think. These are all menu items available at the Slutty Vegan, the $100 million burger joint that combines a simple concept with a killer brand. And it's the brainchild of Ayesha Cole, better known as Pinky. And I'm gonna tell you exactly how she built this iconic restaurant chain. That's coming up in one second. But before we get to that, I gotta ask you guys something. Look, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, then do nothing. Just enjoy it, take it all in, and be on your way. But if you've listened to this before, if you've heard any of my podcasts, if you've gotten anything from my content, you better smash that subscribe button. You smash it right now on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and you head over to Apple Podcasts and you leave a rating or review. That's your part. My part is I spend about 10 or 15 hours a week coming up with content for this podcast, for my social channels. I do it all myself, and it takes me a long time. This episode that I'm bringing you today, I probably spent four hours researching this afternoon. So do your part, smash that subscribe button, and leave me a rating or review. If you don't, you're not doing your part, and you wanna do your part. So enjoy the episode, here we go. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. Snoop Dogg was an early customer, then came Shaq, then came Tiffany Haddish. These celebrities are all customers of Slutty Vegan. And this is an amazing story of how this company was founded and brought to market by Aisha Pinky Cole. I'm going to call her Pinky from here on in. So let's go back to 2018. Pinky is a vegan looking for a way to satisfy her own junk food cravings. And she figures other vegans are probably in the same boat. If she's craving junk food, burgers, fries, that sort of thing, probably a lot of others are too. And they're sick of getting the side salad, going to Chick-fil-A, seeing everyone downing those delicious chicken sandwiches, getting the burgers at, at Shake Shack. She wants to get in on the action too. No more side salads. So she comes up with a simple idea. Take the impossible meat patties or the beyond meat patties dress them up with tasty toppings and wrap it all in a provocative brand, a really provocative brand. Slutty Vegan is what she comes up with and the brand is born. So here's the go-to market strategy. Here's what she did. She started really small. She set up shop in Atlanta and launched as a ghost kitchen. Now, ghost kitchens are where you make the food either in a communal kitchen or in a food truck or wherever you can, and then you sell it through a delivery app, a DoorDash, a Grubhub, something like that. That's how she started for about two, three months. That's all she did. Then in September of 2019, she comes out with a food truck. Okay. Again, going very small, going a little bit bigger, but not taking a huge risk, really moving at a good pace. Then finally, in January 2019, things are blowing up. She's really, really getting the word out. Somebody in her communal kitchen who was a notable chef did a social media post. She's obviously growing. The brand is very provocative, slutty vegan. So she opens her first store on the corner in a, a small neighborhood in Atlanta, and it is a huge hit. 1,200 people show up on that first day. There are lines forming around the block. In fact, 
It's so nuts that neighborhood residents complain about the daily crush of people, that it's a safety hazard, that it's a nuisance. But the lines never end. They don't go away, and Pinky is just getting started. Slutty Vegan is an absolute hit, and she is about to build the brand. So let's talk about this name, Slutty Vegan. Pinky says her goal in naming this restaurant was purely to get attention. It's an attention grab. That's all it is. She wanted to make a big splash, and it worked. No questions asked. And then it continues on to the menu items. I already gave you guys a few names, the Hollywood Hooker, the Menage a Trois, the Fussy Hussy. Let me give you some more items from this menu. The website is sluttyveganatl.com if you want to check it out for yourself. You got the one night stand, you got sloppy toppy, big dog, super slut, dance hall queen, hot toddy. So very, very playful names. And what's really cool also is I was reading stories. When you're standing in line, these places are just notorious for the two or three hour wait in line. And when you're standing in line, they make it like a party. People walk over to you with the megaphone. If it's your first time there, they'll shout out, we got a virgin. So they're really playful and they really bring the brand ethos alive with the name, with the menu items, with the energy that they bring at the actual restaurant. So she also hits influencer marketing really hard. The company's Instagram features a lot of big names. Viola Davis, Usher, Tyler Perry, Snoop Dogg, Shaq, Tiffany Haddish. I'll actually give you guys a fun story. So I read when I was doing some research here that Snoop Dogg was her first big celebrity customer. One day, sort of at the beginning of when she was kind of getting big, there was some buzz going around. And I guess somebody on Snoop Dogg's entourage called her. It was like two in the morning. And they said, you got that food truck? Drive it up to the studio in Atlanta. Snoop Dogg's recording and he wants to try the burger. And she said, absolutely. You got one shot to do this kind of thing. She drives up. They serve Snoop and his entourage burgers. And she said, my life was never the same after that because Snoop put out some social content. And when you got one shot and you take it, you better make it a good one. And when anybody on Instagram or anybody on social is shown eating the burger, Pinky deems them sluttified, hashtag sluttified. So there's some major growth going on here. And Pinky's all about growth. She started off slowly, like I said, starts off with the ghost kitchen concept, then moves to a food truck, then moves to one small location. Now she's opening up more locations. I think she's got like eight or nine open already. Atlanta, Georgia, Alabama, New York. She's added in merch and catering and products. She even wrote a cookbook. Her cookbook is called Eat Plants, Bitch. I saw her on the Today Show, actually. So she's on a book tour as well. In 2022, she raises $25 million from a group led by restaurant OG Danny Meyer. He's the Shake Shack guy. And Slutty Vegan is reportedly valued at over $100 million. Quick break here while I tell you about something really exciting I've been working on called the Business Essentials Kit. Here's the deal. I get asked all the time, John, how do you run your business effectively? What's the best way to build a website? How do I get a branded email? How do I save on legal fees? How do I manage my social media? So what I've done is I put a kit together for you for free. You can download it at johndavids.com with all the tools and services that I use to run my business. Get it right now for free at johndavids.com. Okay, so that's the synopsis of the story. Let me give you my take and let me tell you what I think about this. This brand leans into itself so hard that it's actually easy to forget that all they're really selling is vegan burgers. That's it. 
It's vegan burgers wrapped in this amazing, insane, ridiculous, absurd brand. And it's so much more than just vegan burgers because of that brand. So the first thing is the FOMO factor. In my research, there's a lot of stuff here that they do to really create this FOMO. So they manufacture FOMO in a whole bunch of ways. Get this. There's a limit of two sandwiches per customer. When you go into the store, you can't buy any more than two sandwiches per person. There's the pilgrimage to get your order. People drive in from all over the place, miles away, to go to this spot and get their burger. You wait in line for two to three hours. That is not unusual. There are huge throngs of people waiting in line, and it's like a big party in line. That's part of the atmosphere. As Pinky puts it, we're not selling food, we're selling the experience, and we want you to beg for it. So this is all intentional, this is all manufactured, it's all part of the brand ethos. The second thing I wanted to say is that Pinky is a purebred entrepreneur. This was not her first rodeo. She had a Jamaican-American-style restaurant that she opened in Harlem. I think that was in 2016. And that was her first attempt at a restaurant. And it ended up having to close down because there was a grease fire, shut the restaurant down. And you got to have mad respect for a player who rises from the ashes to fight again. You know, you could have had a terrible experience with a restaurant and said, I'm never doing that again. I've had that. I've had businesses that I've entered and it was not a fun experience. And I've said, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. And maybe that is the right decision, depending on what you're doing and and what else was going on. But Pinky did not let that first setback shut her down. And thank goodness, because she never would have come up with Slutty Vegan if it had. And the last point here I want to talk about is that it's marketing above all else. I mean, this is really a marketing play like nothing else. And I'm sure the product is good. But to be honest, it could be an average product. It can be a a burger just like anything else, just like what you'd get if you made it at home or if you got it at another restaurant, but it's still a 10 out of 10 because Pinky architects this brand with such precision. Everything we've gone over from the names to the layout of the store to the energy of the staff. She says she has to hire staff with a certain amount of energy because you gotta bring that personality. You gotta have that flavor, the flavor in the food and the flavor in the people when you are a part of this brand. The brand is completely counterintuitive. I mean, you'd think that it would be offensive to so many people, but they absolutely love it. Customers are still begging for more. All right, now I want to tell you guys about this concept I have called the counter brand. And the counter brand is a non-obvious branding move that you can use to build a brand around normal, ordinary, everyday products. And I would say Slutty Vegan is absolutely a counter brand. I mean, when you're thinking about getting a, a hamburger or fries or something, you're not thinking about a slutty, you know, the concept of like a slutty brand or a sexual brand doesn't really come to mind. But this is a counter brand because they're taking something non-obvious and they're attaching it to something kind of mundane and ordinary. And I'm going to give you a bunch of examples here of how I think you can apply this to other product categories. So you can steal this playbook and put it somewhere else. So let's start with food because Slutty Vegan is a food restaurant brand. Where else could you put this in food? Well, I think there's a big opportunity when it comes to beverage. And if you look at a brand like Liquid Death, they basically reinvented water. It's literally just water that comes from the tap in a sink. And Liquid Death has come along and made it this really 
cool, hip thing to drink liquid death out of a can while all your friends are drinking beer out of a can or, or alcohol or whatever, you're drinking liquid death, which is just water. But it's cooler to hold a liquid death can than it is to hold an Evian bottle. So when it comes to waters, juices, any kind of carbonated beverage, I think you could build a sexy brand and a brand that really resonates in sex the same way Slutty Vegan has done in a beverage category, the same way Liquid Death has done. I could see this like for bubbly. I could see it for basically a Coca-Cola competitor. I can see it for a water brand for sure, sexy water. And actually going back to Coca-Cola and Pepsi for a second, and I'll get to this more in just a minute. I think if you look at categories that are dominated by a certain player, that's actually where this could really work. In the liquid death example, water is an incredibly competitive category with absolutely dominant players. And they were able to squeeze in with this insane brand. Think about a category like cola, Coca-Cola and Pepsi dominate it. Or think about a category like Kleenex, right? What if you came up with a Kleenex product, but with a sex forward, edgy branding? So every time someone picked up a Kleenex, it was this incredibly sexually driven brand. I think you could get into a dominant category and squeeze in and wedge yourself in there when there's a dominant player with this kind of branding strategy. Another one I thought of is coffee shops. Obviously, Starbucks is dominant, and depending on where you go, the coffee bean might be around, or you might find Tim Hortons, or you might find Dunkin' Donuts, or whatever. I think you could create a sex-driven coffee shop, and it would be super fun and super interesting, and the coffee would be good, I'm sure, but the brand would be amazing. Okay, another category. This one I actually love. might be my favorite. Personal care and personal hygiene. I'm talking about things like soap and cleanser and body scrub and gel and mousse and things like that. I think a sex-driven brand, slutty suds, sexy suds, hand hooker, right? And here's what I'll say about this. This would be a really, really cool brand to create and sell in the stores or just as, as a D2C brand. But you could actually partner up with hotels, with Airbnbs, with restaurants, with bars that want to attract this kind of clientele sort of off the wall. They don't want to use Dove soap. They don't want to use a P&G product. They want to use an off the wall slutty suds soap instead. And so I think you could actually, from a distribution standpoint, create an amazing e-commerce D2C brand, but also do something really cool outside of that in hotels, restaurants, and clubs, and bars. Another category, cleaning products, household cleaning products dominated by Mr. Clean and Tide. So sponges, detergents, mops, brooms, you can create a whole line of household cleaning products with a sexy edge and a sexy brand around them. And think about it like this. This is such a mundane old category and face it, no one likes to clean. No one likes, you know, you're not going to buy somebody a sponge that's just, a, you know, one of those green and yellow sponges. But if it was a sponge with sexy sponge branding, that's something that you could buy. And my last one here, vitamins. I think vitamins is such a great category because it already has a lot of players. Ritual is a big player. You know, if you go to GNC, you'll see so many players in the vitamin category. Create something that's as good. Doesn't that be better? The product can be just as good. And you have sexy branding around vitamins. Viagra vitamin, that probably wouldn't work because that's a brand name, but you get the idea. 
you have a vitamin brand or some kind of health nutrition brand, maybe it's a protein shake or something like that, but give it sexy branding. I think you could take the slutty vegan playbook in so many directions, and those are just a few right there. What do you guys think? Let me know online. You can get me at johndavids.com. You can get me on LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Get me, I'm there, and I'll talk to you guys next time.